brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Isn't that? Of course. Why don't you get your haircut? No, not you, George. Yeah, yeah. George looks like a giant Brillo pad with feet. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's not bad. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, you know, the holiday scene, I, I, I was very sorry to hear the other day that a guy in Meredith, New Hampshire, and I missed the story. I can't believe I missed the story. I missed this, you know. And uh, it, a couple of days ago, it says John Smith in Meredith, New Hampshire, was afraid to tell police there was a hippopotamus on his porch at 3 o'clock in the morning, see? Well, you heard the story, right? Did you hear about that, Jerry? You didn't hear it either? Well, apparently everybody was talking about it. Where the hell were you? I mean, that the same place I was, huh? Nowhere. Uh, because I didn't hear the story. <laughs> I mean, I bet some guys just now, some place in the world, some guys just now hearing that World War II is over. I bet that's true. I, I just wonder, if you took all the people in the world, you know, how many, is it 200 trillion billion of them? How many people are there anyway? It's the billions anyway. And sometimes when you're down at 23rd Street, subway station, you got to figure that it has to be 12 billion, you know, or trillion. I don't know how many skillions. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, there has to be somebody in the world right now, well, all the people, who not only doesn't know World War II is over, but didn't know there was a World War II. Now, that sounds hard to believe, doesn't it? Okay. I'll, be I'll bet there are, and, and, and was alive during the time, you know? <laughs> I'll just guarantee you someplace, somewhere, in some country, someplace. Could even be in our country, believe me. I mean, some guy hiding under a rock somewhere up in the Tennessee hills, you know? Been hiding out there since, uh, you know, since he heard about Calvin Coolidge. And uh, he's been hiding ever since. <laughs> he doesn't know, you know? you know. He's got webbed feet, you know, got a fin down his back by now, you know. He's going to evolve into something else now. He looks like, well, I didn't hear about this hippopotamus. I should have known about this. And in case you didn't hear about the hippopotamus scene, I'm going to lay it on you. Listen to this. This guy, in Merit of all places, Meredith, New Hampshire. Now, wait a minute now. If you, if you live in Uganda, you're not going to be too excited. I mean, you may get a little you know, nervous. 
But you're not going to be surprised if a hippopotamus wanders up, you know, and hangs around a backyard barbecue. But in Meredith, New Hampshire, nevertheless, it says this guy was afraid to tell police that there was one on his porch because he did not believe that anybody would believe him if he called. And furthermore, they would not believe him because of his name, which is John Smith. Well, now, any guy that calls up anybody and says his name is John Smith has got problems right away. You know, that's like Jane Doe or something, you know, calling up. And, and he says, I am about probably, and, and he, I quote him here because he does make a very interesting philosophical point. He says, I guess I'm about the first guy ever to get chased across his own porch at 3 o'clock in the morning in his underwear by a hippopotamus, he said. Now, that's probably a record for at least New Hampshire. That's a first. Might be the 450-pound hippo escaped yesterday from the Animal Forest Park, and uh, you know he was out just you know cooling around, looking for another hippo, maybe looking for a little action. You know, when you're a hippo, you don't find many friends, and uh, you may. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and you know, the first report of a loose hippo came from a resident of Weirs Beach, wherever that is, of Waconia. By the time the police arrived, the hippo was gone. The next call came from Pearl Smith who told the sheriff's office, and we quote, there's a strange, vicious animal on my porch. See, he would not tell him it's a hippo. See, <laughs> he had to hide that. A strange, vicious animal on my porch, and I would like to have him removed. And, uh, and now, uh, you know, they, they finally came. They took the hippo away, and uh, they, uh, you know, they, the guy's still a little shattered. You know, you get up in the morning, you hear something thumping around out there, and you figure it's the raccoons again. And, uh, you know, you go out there and this, this thing. Have you ever seen a hippo? Well, you know, I mean, you gotta, you got to be honest about it. You're sitting out there being pretty smart about it, you know. But, but the, this, this, this would have to be a shadowing experience because a hippo is kind of, kind of a, uh, it's a, it's an animal that, the, first of all, he's got a mouth that's roughly the size of a bushel basket. Wouldn't you say right offhand? He's got teeth that look like big tent pegs sticking out. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, so I, 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 you know, I, I thought about this. I said, well, you know, that's a, that's kind of a, kind of a great scene to, to have a hippo. Now that, now I'll say this. Now, on the one hand, you have to say that this would be a scary thing to happen. But on the other hand, look at it another way. This is probably the biggest thing that will ever happen in this guy's life. Now I don't know whether you know much about uh, Meredith, New Hampshire, but not many big things happen in Meredith, New Hampshire. And for for over, forever now, this guy will be able to talk about the time there was a hippo on his porch. He just laid that out in the party, you know, about the time I was a, a hippo. Of course, I'd say by next year this time, there ain't nobody going to believe him there was a hippo on his porch. No way. Just, just like, I mean, it's just like I can hardly get anybody to believe uh, the, the story that I tell. And, you know, I had a great moment the other day. Speaking of hippos on the porch, a great personal moment happened to me the other day. Now, I have told a story a couple of times on the air, and every time I tell it, I get letters from people who say, all right, okay, all right, smart, yeah, yeah was, you, you just went once too far. You just turned the notch a little too far. How the hell do you expect me to believe that? Well, you phony, I won't, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I, that's why I don't tell a story. I get embarrassed about it because of what, what, the, what the story's about. Well, I'll tell you what it's about. I'm a kid, say, all right? How about, you know, and we lived in this neighborhood. There's a lot of houses in the neighborhood. Just, some people have this crazy idea that because I lived in the area, I must have lived in the country. At no point did I ever live in my life in the country. 
Not if you can call the biggest, toughest steel mill town in the, in the world, the country. I mean, that's, you know, that's like calling Newark. Uh, somehow I get Newark uh, vaguely confused with, uh, say, uh, Miami Beach. It, it's just no way. Uh, two different ball games, you know. And, and, and so I, I'm, we're living in this big steel mill town. You know, there's a thousand houses all over the place and billboards and signs. And you didn't see much in the way of uh, what you could call uh, wildlife. That little wildlife, once in a while, you know, Bruner would bring some chick home, and then his wife would get mad and hit him upside the head and that kind of thing. Yeah, he, I never saw that in my life before again. You know, Bruner got so tanked one night, the guy who lived next door to us, he actually brought this bimbo home from the bar. I mean, brought her right home to, to the house there, and, and he just brought her right up in the house there. And there was his, his wife, Mrs. Bruner, in the kitchen. And he brings this red-headed bimbo in the house, you know. This tomato, and, and, and all of a sudden you hear a lot of yelling, and, and he come popping out the front door like he was shot out of a gun. Followed very quickly by this lady with the red hair. I want to tell you, it was yelling and hollering. I guess he was so tanked he didn't know what he was doing. He never would have done that, you know. You agree? I mean, <laughs> but actually, you know, you could do some bad stuff in drink. I'll tell you, in, in wine there is truth, right? In vino veritas, something like that. Well, see, the true, the true Bruner was coming out. He was actually, uh, you know, an elegant man about town. We hung around with ladies with red hair. You know, and he brought her right home there. Well, uh, you know, I, I, it was that kind of a neighborhood, see? So you didn't see much in the way of real wild. Oh, I will say, one time, one time the, the neighborhood went into a, a state of semi-shock when uh, this uh, very large snowy owl landed in a, in a vacant lot back of the house there. We had this vacant lot. There were a lot of tin cans and old beer bottles and stuff there in this vacant lot, you know, old busted-up barrels and that stuff and fenders of cars and jazz. And uh, all of a sudden, one afternoon, me and Flick and Schwartz were walking around, and and, uh, and I said, what's that over there, Schwartz? And he said, I don't know. Said, Who's that? It looked like somebody new had moved in the neighborhood. And it was uh, somebody very short, but new, you know, with funny-looking feet. And uh, we got closer, and there in the gloom was standing in the middle of this... Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.